WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Bill Heisinger is backing legislation that would create a special commission tasked with reducing federal spending. He tells us the Fiscal Commission Act of 2023 would establish the bipartisan body to come up with a plan. He says the nation's finances need to be put back in order before important programs face mandatory cuts. Sadly, unfortunately, Congress has proven that they are not very good at doing this just on their own without prompting. And this commission would be charged with coming up with recommendations. It would go to the House floor and the Senate for a must vote without any amendments. So it can't be changed. It can't be modified. Heisinger testified about the act before the House Budget Committee this week. He said under the plan, the commission would craft a package of recommendations to both improve the fiscal situation in the medium term and to achieve a sustainable debt-to-GDP ratio in the long term. For any recommendations related to federal programs for which a federal trust fund exists, like Social Security, the commission would have to improve their solvency for a period of 75 years. Heisinger says getting legislation approved would be difficult, but it has bipartisan backing in both chambers of Congress. Whirlpool has once again been recognized for its effort to respect LGBTQ plus employees. It's received a score of 100 on the Human Rights Campaign Foundation's 2023-24 Corporate Equality Index. The index rates companies for their LGBTQ policies. Whirlpool says it considers four categories when determining ratings. There are non-discrimination policies across business entities, equitable benefits for LGBTQ workers and their families, supporting an inclusive culture and corporate social responsibility. Whirlpool met all the required criteria, including the implementation of policies to prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity. Whirlpool Pride Network lead Rich Missy says, quote, every year we have received a 100 score from the HRC, and it's been a testament to our meaningful work in this space. Set for January 27th is the St. Joe Winter Beer Fest. St. Joseph Today's Daniel Crevier tells us the event's a way to celebrate the breweries of southwest Michigan. Everyone will gather in a fenced-off area at Broad Street and Lake Boulevard from noon to 4 p.m. It's just a great way to invite people to get out of their houses in the wintertime, just something fun to, to hold. We also host the Chili Tour the night before on the 26th, and then Ice Fest is the weekend after. So, again, just a couple good weekends to give that a shopping boost for downtown because you can visit the restaurants, grab a mitten or a hat from Wanderlust, and then go to Winter Beer Fest. On hand will be beers from 21 breweries, including Bell's, Haymarket, North Pier, River St. Joe, Round Barn, Silver Harbor, The Livery, and Watermark. Crevier says general admission is $40, while VIP tickets are available for $75. Those come with a t-shirt, more tokens, and extra time. We'll have a link to the tickets at our website. Corwell Health has reported a data breach that affected some of its customers, but the vast majority of them are on the east side of the state. A statement posted at Beaumont.org says WellTalk, which provides patient communication services for Corwell Health in southeast Michigan and a healthy lifestyle portal for Priority Health, was hacked. More than a million Michigan residents were affected, but primarily just in southeast Michigan. Corwell says all the customers who were affected have been notified. Here in southwest Michigan, Corwell systems like MyChart were not affected. The Nile Scream Park has raised more than $153,000 for more than 77 children's organizations, civic groups, and other charities with its latest season. The nonprofit attraction says for its 50th year, it's giving proceeds to groups including the Boy Scouts, Pet Refuge, the Cass County Fair Association, and the Lakeshore High School Stage Crew. The funds raised will also be used for six different college scholarships for local high school seniors. 
In addition to the cash donations, the Screams Park supported several causes, auctions, and benefits with ticket donations that totaled more than $3,500 and it awarded $8,500 in college scholarships. Since 1996, the Niles Scream Park has donated more than $2.5 million to local charities. The Bridgman Holiday Village is set for next Saturday, December 9th. Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber Events Director Sarah Spoonholtz tells us it'll be a whole day of family-friendly activities throughout downtown Bridgman. It's a great opportunity for community and families to come together for a lot of fun. Santa arrives that day and he'll be making his presence known. Plus, there's lots of free opportunities for families to enjoy together crafting, story time with Mrs. Claus, and uh, really just exploring the charming downtown that is Bridgman. Different businesses will host different activities. Among other things, there will be ornament painting, a pet photos, a holiday pop-up market, a pet parade, a live nativity, and more. Spoonholt says a, fu- a fun one ought to be the fire dancer. His name is Nick May, and he has been down on the pier in St. Joe, and their theme is kind of a fire and ice theme for this year. Spoonholt says uh, the downtown social district will be in effect for the day so people can sample beverages from different businesses and move about freely. We'll have the full schedule for the Holiday Village at our website. Corwell Health says its veggie van program made a big difference in 2023. The Veggie Van is a joint effort of Corwell Health and the YMCA of Greater Grand Rapids that operates throughout Corwell's service area, including in southwest Michigan. It launched in 2018 as a way to bring up fresh, healthy vegetables to people where they might not be readily available. This year, more than 46,000 free pieces of produce were distributed to Michigan families via the Veggie Van. They included more than 10,000 lemons, 6,000 limes, 5,000 peaches, and 8,000 apples. Throughout the year, the veggie van can be found at places like parks, churches, and hospitals. It will continue visiting southwest Michigan communities in 2024. And the Krasil Art Center's annual members show will be on display from December 9th through the 20, January 21st. Krasil says the show showcases its membership while connecting new artists. It's described as a fun, eclectic ex- exhibition that provides insight and the talent of the local creative community. Any current or new member of Krasil Art Center or any Berrien County resident can take part, and members are eligible to enter for a special juried award. The winner of the 2022 Members Award, Sarah Alexis, will present a small solo exhibition of her work in the lounge at KAC along with the 2023 Community Members Show. The preview party will be December 8th and will be open to the whole community. We'll have a link to more information at our website. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News now continues as the ceasefire in Gaza holds for a seventh day to get more hostages out of Gaza and aid in. White House officials say they're hoping the pause in fighting can be extended, but the administration's also condemning a shooting at a bus station in Jerusalem claimed by Hamas. ABC's Karen Travers has more. The White House says the shooting at a bus station in Jerusalem Thursday, which left at least three people dead, is another example of the threat the Israeli people are facing from Hamas. Hamas claimed responsibility for the attack. National Security Spokesman John Kirby. I mean, if anybody's guessing and wondering whether Hamas still has murderous intentions against the Israeli people, just look at what happened in Jerusalem today. Kirby said the shooting did not technically violate the ceasefire agreement between Hamas and Israel because the attack happened in Jerusalem. And he said the pause in fighting is more specific to Gaza. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. More than 270 Palestinian citizens have been arrested in an Israeli crackdown on free speech and political activity since the Hamas attack. That's according to Adala, an advocacy group for Palestinians inside of Israel. Palestinian citizens have also reported intimidation, firings, and expulsions from universities, as well as surveillance of their online speech. The arrests go to the heart of the dual identity of Palestinian citizens as they struggle to navigate a Jewish-majority society. 
The crackdown also raises questions about Israel's commitment to free speech and the rights of its Palestinian minority, which accounts for a fifth of the country's nearly 10 million people. Overnight, Israel and Hamas extended their ceasefire for a seventh day amid intense negotiations to release more hostages in exchange for Palestinian prisoners. Yesterday, Hamas released 16 more hostages from Gaza, among them 49-year-old Liet Benin, a second American dual citizen to be released. ABC's Matt Gutman has more from Jerusalem. Eight Americans are still believed to be held captive in Gaza. Hirsch goldberg Pollen is one of them. 23-year-old taken hostage during that music festival turned massacre on October 7th, a grenade taking off part of his arm. Each morning, his mother taping to her shirt the number of days since he was taken. Are you prepared for that number taped to your shirt to be in four digits? We have to decide, are we going to pay a steep price? And if the answer is yes, then pay it now, because the price will be the same, but you'll have killed us, the families, in the meantime. We'll be alive, but we'll be dead. Until the bitter end, Henry Kissinger was one of the trusted few in the tight circle of distrusting President Richard Nixon. That trust, combined with Kissinger's intellectual heft and deft manipulation of power, made him a pivotal player in a tense period in history. The giant of U.S. foreign policy died Wednesday at the age of 100. His power grew during the turmoil of Watergate when he took on a role akin to co-president. But after Kissinger left government, he was dogged by critics at home and abroad who argued he should have been called to account for his policies in Southeast Asia in support of repressive regimes in Latin America. The U.S. House today is debating whether to expel New York Republican Representative George Santos. The vote's expected to be tomorrow. More from ABC's Stephen Portnoy. Saying he expects to be expelled by a required two-thirds vote, George Santos says he won't resign. Because if I leave, they win. The embattled New York Republican faces a 23-count federal indictment and even more allegations from the House Ethics Committee. But Santos says the House shouldn't set a new modern precedent, expelling a member who hasn't yet been convicted at trial. And he says he'll offer an expulsion resolution of his own targeting a New York Democrat. Jamal Bowman pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor for pulling a fire alarm in a House office building in late September. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. The Republican National Committee's rules for next year's nominating contest and convention have been released, but a major question is unaddressed. Can delegates vote for a different candidate if the party's presumptive nominee is convicted of a felony? Former President Donald Trump is under four criminal indictments that will proceed through the GOP primary season. The RNC rules don't include any provisions specific to the unprecedented scenario unfolding. There are possible escape hatches in its rules and procedures if the party's leaders and activists have second thoughts by the time the convention rolls around, but it's highly unlikely there's enough political will to make the changes. The CDC director testified today about COVID, flu, and RSV cases at a hearing of the House of Representatives. Liz Landers has more about health trends that she's seeing going into winter. The director of the Center for Disease Control testified on Capitol Hill on Thursday about respiratory illnesses as the U.S. heads into cold winter months. Here's what Dr. Mandy Cohen said about RSV. We um, are are in full swing of RSV season. We are we're seeing a lot of RSV, particularly in the southern part of, of the country. So we're near peak, is what I would say, for RSV. Liz Landers, ABC News, Washington. A New York appeals court has reinstated a gag order that barred Donald Trump from commenting about court personnel after he disparaged a law clerk in his New York civil fraud trial. A trial judge, Arthur Angoran, imposed the gag order October 3rd after Trump posted a derogatory comment about the judge's law clerk to social media. The post included a baseless allegation about the clerk's personal life. It came the second day of the trial in New York Attorney General Letitia James's lawsuit. It alleges Trump exaggerated his wealth on financial statements used to secure loans and make deals. The Republican former president denies any wrongdoing. 
And there's new evidence that a meat-free diet could improve heart health. ABC's Jim Ryan tells us about a peer-reviewed study posted by the Journal of American Medical Association. Faced with the challenge of eliminating factors such as genetic and environmental differences, researchers at Stanford Medicine recruited 22 pairs of twins for their study. The 44 healthy adults were tracked for eight weeks between May and July 2022, with one member of each pair given a vegan diet. The other was provided a healthy omnivorous diet. Their cholesterol, sugar, insulin, and body weight were checked along the way. Within four weeks, the vegans saw improved cholesterol readings. Eight weeks after the start of the study, the twins given meat-free diets had healthy weight loss and decreased insulin levels compared to their siblings. Jim Ryan, ABC News.